You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Make sure I have this right. And you're right now, you're out of out of Santa Cruz? Or she- That's correct. I'm Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz, she's LA. Yeah, you're like, I'm okay. in Pasadena. And then originally from... The Bay Area. The Bay Area. She's and- originally from Medford, Oregon? Yeah. I'm right? originally Southern from... Southern Oregon, Kino. This tiny town called Kino. Yeah, right next oh, to I drove through that on one of my Oregon Trail trips. You did? I did. Oh, Oregon nice. Trail. Because I'm kind of considering Oregon or Washington, and so awesome. I spent a lot of time up there. I just went for the first time recently. Oh, did you? Yeah, we do some work for uh, Busy Bee up there. Oh, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Got to go to Seattle. Nice. All right, here we are yet again for another episode of Cure to Consumption. I'm your host, Lance Lambert. Ready to jump right into it here. Got some really cool guests this week, so kind of fun too, because we're tag team and normally it's this one-on-one, so we actually have a have a few guests, but he brings a little bit more uh, a little bit more range to the conversation. So looking forward to jumping into it. So I'll start off with intros. First, we'll start off with you, Liz, and uh, welcome to the show. You want to give a little bit of background about yourself and where you're coming from? Oh, man. Hey, guys. What's <laughs> happening out there? <laughs> uh, my name's Liz. I guess you could say I started out in cultivation and started open blasting, and that's where it all ended. <laughs> <laughs> that one time. It just got out of control. Yeah, yeah. But no, see, you. um, we were just talking about this before the show, hailing out of Oregon, which, I don't know, growing up in in NorCal, and and I know we'll get into our second guest just now, who's also from NorCal, but, um, you know, kind of talking about the whole Emerald Triangle, it doesn't stop at the state line, right? That's always been my opinion. I have one of my best friends growing up who owned sugar tree uh, farms up in Medford, then another one owns a TKO Reserve up in Eagle Point. Oh, yeah, they're great. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, you got love, love them. Um, but the fact that Southern Oregon, it's just like an extension of the triangle, in my opinion. Yeah, Jefferson it, State, right? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gosh, for those who don't know, you got to Google that. Jefferson State for the win. Got it on my so, arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dope. It was oh, also our family cow, business, so. Oh, uh, okay. You know, I was going to say, I'm like, so, yeah. so many people don't know that story about yeah. Jefferson State. Um, so cool. So obviously I think safe to say that you're coming from, um, a very, uh, cannabis dominant community as well, you know, coming out of Oregon and there is some fire in general that comes out of that state. I have to say you guys had a, I don't know if it's the underground cup. I'm trying to remember what the name was, but I love it because of the fact that the, the strains cultivars that were competing, they were coming in between 15 and 21%. Those were the winners. So it really was helping the rest of the community understand that it's terpenes. It's not just for, I always tell people cannabinoids are the engine, but terpenes are the steering wheel. If you don't have the steering wheel, which we won't get into different types of (laughs) extraction and how that obviously handicaps that scenario. Um, But yeah, that's where it's gotten a lot of respect. Oregon's like, nope, not a race to the top. We're not playing the traditional high times card and whoever has the most fire, the most money wins. Mm -hmm. It's actually more about the craft. So it's been cool growing up around that. Yeah, it was sweet. I feel like the people that mentored me and kind of raised me really cared about quality and people and yeah. that was the core of the values and that also kept me safe yeah. throughout the years, you know, nice. it wasn't so legal. And 
<laughs> I know. How do we, the legacy, the traditional market, there's so many different terms. I'm trying to get away from this black, white, gray. I'm like, <laughs> you know. really harsh terms. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. kind of, you know, use something else. And Garrett, want to welcome you onto the show as well, man. And another Bay Area guy, which yep. is pretty dope. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for those of us that can survive in, in Southern California with the Northern California mentality. Mm -hmm. so it's different, right? It's quite different. I mean, my gosh, dude, the Kardashians are a real thing. The Hills mm -hmm. are a real thing. It's so pretentious. Yeah. We're a lot <laughs> so, more mellow, a lot more yeah. down earth people. Right, yeah. right. That's exactly it. Yeah. So a little bit about about you, though. Had an interesting background as well. First coming up in the Bay and then obviously migrating down to L.A. Yeah, so basically my background is I'm a creative, kind of multifaceted. I've worked across design, photography, illustration, video, film. Uh, I moved down here for film. I was working with Diddy and then, uh, another artist called Raja Kumari. She's an Indian, oh, okay. uh, like, activist, hip-hop artist, beautiful singer, like, yeah. Great. Probably the best singing voice I've ever heard in real wow. life. Like, sounds literally like Amy Winehouse. Mm. And uh, crazy. So I moved down here, got sucked into cannabis, working for a brand called Cuba Libre. We were doing cannabis. Oh, yeah. So I was helping with the marketing, kind of just all around dot connecting, um, set up a couple collabs with, uh, you know, people in my network, Fire Society, and uh, did a couple cool things with that. And then we decided to, with my good friend Joey Colombo, he's an artist. He cuts up all sorts of currencies, real currencies, around the world and builds these one-of-a-kind collage arts. Nice, right? man. So we're sitting there shortly after he did the artwork for Cheetah Piss for Cookies. Um, oh, okay. And uh, I'm like, dude, you just need your own weed brand. Let's call it Money Trees. And that was kind of like I said it half as a joke but knew that we could set up a licensing play because, you know, we had no licensing or anything, gotcha. no way to play in the real recreational cannabis market. And so. that's super fun. Oh, it is. I mean, you guys, and, and you probably have friends too. I had friends in NorCal that, I mean, it's taken $100,000, $200,000 just to get the temporary permit, forget the license. Yeah. And, you know, being a cottage-style grower, sub-10K, mm -hmm. you know, square-foot grower, mm -hmm. feels so bad for these people. And it's crazy because, I don't want to say mainstream, but the, the rest of the industry even thought, all oh, these people have cash buried in their backyards. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't understand. By the time you pay out, the net-net game is not huge profit. It's it's not a rap video mm -hmm. where everyone's just slinging dough. They have yep. to pay the labor. They have to pay for the product. Oh, every so tax much. included with every step of the process, the excise tax, you know. Oh, the, yeah, the five taxes just to the farmer. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly it. It's exactly so. it. So, yeah, the struggle is real, and I think that's something that, um, you know, it's interesting. Again, I think a lot of people kind of negate to understand, you know, just how many different ways the pie is cut, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. well, Killer I mean, that's a great, insane, similar having a media background. That's what got me into the legal industry. I obviously was in it a bit back in the legacy days, yeah. but um, but media is what brought me over, too. It's interesting to meet another individual, because there's a few of yeah, us. Likewise. They're in there, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely. Like you understand marketing, you understand how to speak to the mainstream, and, mm -hmm. and how to kind of circumnavigate the tabooisms or the stereotypes mm -hmm. of, of campus in general, I'm sure, which it's is dope. big part of it. A lot of people don't understand a lot of things, and it's not like there's a Cannabis for Dummies book out there, yeah. you know? And it's, or if it was, I wouldn't trust it. Yeah, you know? And it's, it's like staying on the line of like culturally relevant but also like forward in a sense of being inclusive to people who might not look the part yeah. or yeah. you know like yeah i pride <laughs> myself on that man people are like what you're in what industry and i never pushed on anyone like i've been out of the green closet for years as i as i like to say nice. but people are like what are you in town for and i'm like oh for a convention if they keep pushing oh, what kind of convention i'm oh cannabis They're like what and i'm like marijuana 
Quotes. Yeah, yeah right? no, exactly. We'll use that stereotypical government the term. The marijuanas? Yeah, yeah the marijuanas. Yeah. <laughs> Weed? And um, it's interesting, though, what I found, in, and I'm sure you all have as well, that in that one-on-one scenario, rather be it the Uber driver, flight attendant, you name it, hotel concierge, like they had those real conversations. And it's interesting, one of the latest, I was bringing in latest news, there was a study that said that 69% of the entire populace of the U.S. are pro-cannabis on some level. So obviously factoring either medical only or medical and adult use. Um, but I, I, I would venture to say it's even more because it's crazy when you get people one-on-one, you have the conversation and help them understand, like you guys are two, very, all three of us, are very functioning human beings. Yeah. And, and I'd say successful in our own rights and doing what we love and loving what we do. Um, I mean, what more could you ask for? That's success. You know, it is spot on, man. So it, it's cool to hear that you guys are all about, you know, supporting the cause and you have some fun stuff going on right now. So maybe we'll kind of jump into, cause I want to hear a little bit more about what you have going with the B and, and obviously how everything ties in here, mm-hmm. but which we can get to that, but yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think, um, there's so many things right now going on. It's like <laughs> where to start. Um, Touching off of what Garrett was talking about with like the licensing play, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something that got me really excited about working with Garrett personally because I had been a license holder yeah. and it was really hard and there's a lot of liabilities and it's just, you know, it's a different model and I like the licensing play and um, Garrett's got a lot of really great people around him, a great team yeah. and great brands. It's really exciting. That's so, huge. you know, yeah. we've got the distro on one side and then we've got the media on the other side um so right now we're super stoked we've been connecting a lot of like ancillary you know b2b with b2c brands oh okay um kind of subsidizing that like media and marketing costs for everyone while also creating like like a lot of collaboration like it's huge the i mean the cross branding the cross collaboration has been amazing i mean it's nice yeah. It's needed, right? I mean, that's what, Fair. not to pick on any specific companies, but like seeing Flocana and yeah, they support the small grower, but they put it on the same looking jar with the same looking fun as, as marketers and media guys. Like I know Garrett, you get this, but then you look at someone like a Mendocino co-op, which they pool all that money and do that collaborative effort like you are speaking of, but everyone still has very much their own identifying and associating mm-hmm. brand, right? Yeah. It's not, we're all in a brown jar. We're all a white yeah. label. We're all a... That's a thing that I like to see because, yeah. again, some of these small scorers are – and we hate to compare it to – I don't like personally compared to alcohol, but it's so hard because that's the other thing that went through prohibition yeah, in this country, yeah. although be it a much briefer term. But I do kind of compare it to the micro-macro, right? Mm-hmm. You see where society's sick of these big you know, corporations, and we often name them. They dominate 21 or 24 of the beers out of a beer aisle. And you see the people are more so attracted to the rogues and to the Firestone Walkers and even to the midsize Sam Adams because they're sick of being pushed on what they should consume and what they should like. They want to identify and associate with a brand. And mm-hmm. you guys, it sounds like you're like working right into that with yeah. cannabis too, right? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, we're definitely finding the pulse of it right now. And I mean, just, you know, like Liz has all the experience in the ancillary side of things. And I just have been blessed to have a good network of people around me yeah. always. And creatively kind of been able to work with these people and now that I can kind of connect that you know we can mix the most you know the best of both worlds it's it's a beautiful thing and and I think it's going to be kind of something that you know the rest of the industry will probably follow at some point you know it's it's a needed thing yeah definitely it is I think you're right I think it's forward thinking and you know as much as again kind of looking back at 
two years ago or three years ago in legalization where people assumed, you know, like what they were calling at the time the first unicorn of the industry, like a MedMen. And then the fact that, you know, MedMen just didn't end up being what it was. Mm-hmm. You look at someone like Mario Sherbinsky mm-hmm. um, or, or, gosh, Jungle Boys or, or even Cookies, you know, with what Burner's got going on. It's interesting because those weren't those typical S-Corps in, in business models that everyone else was applying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think we saw other disruption. You guys are probably, you, I'm guessing you've been up to Emerald Cup before for the yeah. uh, for the Emerald Cup competition. One of yep. my favorite places okay, right? in the I, entire I didn't want to assume. <laughs> you know, just if I could be somewhere. I know, right? That's what I say. Every time I talk to Tim and Taylor, and, and I'm so st- they did a virtual one, uh, you know, just this month. Uh, that they're coming makes back me to so real sad. world. Yeah, I my know, partner's me t- true. I know. You have no idea. My <laughs> so soul is dead. Like I was so bummed. I'm so happy for them that they still did something. Yeah, um, the next great. one they are doing it's down in LA, just so you guys know. Q1 next year. Right. Um, they're coming down here, which is pretty dope. But uh, but yeah, even seeing like an Emerald Cup or um, gosh, what's the uh, I think Hall that of show has really become like the core. You know, right? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Definitely the Hall of Flowers has transitioned immediately into the B2C event. Yeah. They're like the only ones, but the Emerald Cup is just so special. And, you know, yeah. Especially, I love the flower scene, you know, yep. even though oh, it's ex- huge. Like I extracts mean- are amazing and I love that. And just the essence is beautiful, but something about like the actual live plant yeah. and, you know, that show being mm-hmm. the center piece of that was really special it yeah. is i agree and yeah. i love the history of it how it came, you know it was tim's birthday party in a field and everyone bringing down this year's you know crop and then oh, for it to really become cool. what it is I didn't know that. oh yeah awesome. yeah it goes way back and in i feel like you know while they did partner with a larger entity to help them with um you know with the logistics and such i mean you mm-hmm. have to but you do at a you have to point, scale you have up. to start partnering with people and yeah Make sure yeah, okay, some point like you guys partnered. Yeah, in order to to move that next level, mm-hmm. partners matter. And mm-hmm. uh, but I agree with you. It's definitely that was one. No matter how tired I was from doing the, the the tour, as we called it, that was always the last one of the year. In in nineteen, it actually landed literally right, right up against MJ Biz. MJ Biz. It yeah. was fucking insane. Yep. We were I like, know. why would you do this to us? I know. Like, they're like, we couldn't change our day. We couldn't change our day. And I was talking to him up there and they're like, yeah, we're actually talking about doing a B2B day on Friday. I'm like, we aren't even flying out till Friday morning. Like it is a marathon. Yes. You know? And I only took like a third at the time, like a, no, a quarter of my team that I had taken to MJ Biz. I took up to, to uh, the Emerald Cup. And it's funny because my CEO was like, you don't have to get, let the kids do it. And I'm like, you know, this is going home. You understand? Yeah. Like, these are friends I haven't seen yeah. in years, or I only see once a year when they come down off the hill. You're like, no, you know, no, no. Like, Let me yeah. tell you. Yeah, how I'm it is. not going to miss this one. <laughs> this is the one I look forward to, just like you. But it's true. I, I think you're spot on with, you know, what, and again, not to uh, delineate or discriminate between the small grower or the large grower or anything, but that's where I got excited about it because that's where all the new flavors came. And mm-hmm. I'm not big on trendy triangle, I call them trendy triangle strains. You know, I like the fruits and, and you know, the cakes and cookies and all that stuff. But I'm a land race guy. Like, I'm kind of old school. <laughs> in that regard, you know, not against urban poison or, or northern lights all day. So, um, but it's cool that, again, you know, what you guys are talking about as far as the, you know, evolving in the industry evolving, you know, there's opportunities like that where you're seeing that evolution happen mm-hmm. as well. Right. Yeah. I think with media especially, there's definitely a big hole that's been left in the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of brands are really looking for something superior, something, you know, on par with traditional advertising. Yeah. You know, yeah. they want something legit. Yeah. And yep. they want to be able to tell their story and have it resonate and translate. and. Mm-hmm just 
they want a real production. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially from my perspective, right? Like, we own our intellectual properties, right? And that's how we operate business. And I think anybody out there who's ever thought of working in cannabis, who's ever, like, wanted to have their own brand, if you have an idea, if you have designs, if you're an artist, whatever it is, if you have intellectual properties, that's literally all you need to do to enter and, like, to crush it. If you have a solid little yeah. foundation, little following you can build up, you can build off of that and... That's great, you know, man. From That's... there, work the back end, <laughs> yeah. source what you need to source, find a good distro partner. Um, it's actually something we're kind of working on now. So yeah. um, we started the Vending Machine, which is a creative marketing agency. And then my partner on Money Trees, well, I have two partners, Joey Colombo, he's the artist, and then my partner, Sebastian. Gotcha. And Bob. he runs all of the distro. Yeah. yeah. Bob. Everyone knows Bob's him as Bob. The best. <laughs> yeah. He's so rad. Yeah. And it's crazy because after a year of doing business together, the craziest thing happened. Uh, we found out that Joey and Bob are related. So cool. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've been talking about, like, man, I got all this, like, White trash family in Vallejo and da da da. V Town. Yeah, the and most we're like, dangerous town. Yeah, in the we're Bay like area. we're like, you guys must know someone. Oh, and then gosh. one day Joey just like calls us both on Facebook. I was like, dude, I just remembered to text my dad, like, hey, do you know like the Maldonados? And he's like, Oh yeah, da da da. It's like, you know, if it wasn't it's kind for of a big name in California, Abe Maldonado. That's kind of a political name too in yeah, the state. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's wild. crazy, man. Yeah. It's, I think Jeez. it's a sign we, we know we're supposed to be working together. <laughs> a little serendipitous, right? You yeah. Kind of put your faith in, in, in the cause, you know? So that's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you guys. You know, it's it, one thing I just read kind of latest news as well. And while, um, you know, my opinion of the brand aside, but that Live Well got a first ever commercial on TV in Colorado. And wow. that kind of surprised me because your point, that's what we call legacy yeah. media as marketers, mm -hmm. you know? So traditionally, the only legacy media that you were seeing any kind of cannabis promotion was in like the weekly rags, you know, mm -hmm. like your Westward or New Times or, you know, kind of your kind of alt magazines, I guess, if you will. And uh, I know for those guys, you know, they were seeing a third of their revenue coming from the cannabis industry when it first started coming up. And that was the one place like to your, no TV, no radio, not even like Sirius XM, you know, mm -hmm. not even the, the, the closed networks, if you will, um, not open air networks. So I thought that was a pretty big deal because I agree. It's like you you want to, you know, I find it not just uh, at the company I'm at now at Green Bros, but even at Bovida or even at the cannabis trying to have that that balance of kind of catering to the mainstream because they're the ones that are the fastest growing segment, the fastest mm -hmm. growing audience in all ages, right? I mean, it's not just Gen Z or Gen Y. There's definitely plenty of boomers and silent generation are like, I'm tired of the opioids. I want to go to natural. Yeah. Right. I mean, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we need to have that balance between honoring and respecting the culture and the craft, but also not leaving the, the newest consumers out of the conversation. Right. And being able yeah. to have that distribution mm -hmm. on both a, a marketing level, mm -hmm. but on a tangibles on a product yeah. level, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was going with that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I think uh, Joey's it, art is a huge piece it, of that and the engagement that Money Trees, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Morning of the mic. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. You got you to gotta move with I'm it. having a real conversation. <laughs> yeah. For everyone out there. Yeah. It's a real conversation. No, but yeah, I mean, really, it's like if all we have is our intellectual properties, it's like we need to be represented on all levels in the best way possible. Yeah. From 100%. the flower that's in the bag to the bag itself. That's why we take all the extra steps, you know, like we integrated augmented reality with this and we're going to be hiding features in the bag and oh, making nice. it super interactive with people. So, Sick. you know, I think that's like something that was also lacking, but you know, it's really at the end of the day, it's just 
what story you're trying to tell and how are you going to tell it and you know yeah you need to make sure you you stick to the script that oh my gosh you're and having on. a platform to do that is like the biggest thing so yeah. you know what once it does happen i'm excited for i i have never heard of was it live well yeah yeah i'm, I'm yeah. excited for them and i'm ex it's a it's a great sign of the time so yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like I said, a couple other brands saying like it'd be dope if it's the clinic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe a brand I'm a bigger fan of, but still, to your point, I mean, if it opens the door, which is great, because yeah. yeah, it has been a challenge. I mean, we can do OTT and programmatic, and and there's other opportunities um, where not only we can target, but we can track. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's something to be said, you know, because I feel like short of high maintenance, maybe there's one other show. Even even what Hollywood has put out as giving them insight to what. The cannabis industry is like today or what consuming cannabis is today versus the days of cheech and chong and even dazed and confused yeah. and you know some of the old stereotypes nothing against mm -hmm. kumar and yeah. you know all that shit. but yeah. it was just so hollywood mm -hmm. stoner mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's so not today yeah. it's so different it's so abstract and it's so many people consume i'll give you a story here actually flying to vegas from burbank just last week and we got on the plane. Have you, I don't know if you guys traveled within the last like year, two years. It's all mm -hmm. I've been plane? doing. Is that okay? So what? I don't know if you've noticed, but one <laughs> of the things they say is, you know, if you have your own personal alcohol on your persons, it's not legal for FAA for you to consume on the plane. It's like okay. I don't first know off, if you guys noticed, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first off, you're an alcoholic if you bring your <laughs> if you bring your own bottles on a plane. I'm just gonna throw that shit out there. Yeah. But I turned to this gal who's next to me. She had a cute little dog in her back. It's so LA. She has cute little dog in her bag and uh, I was like that's one of the reasons why I just love consuming cannabis versus drinking anymore I just don't yeah. drink anymore I just don't have the time the energy either. we've been talking so much about this <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, I never had friends that were all about it. and I was like but, but still from a social he's like don't get me wrong like I'll have a beer here and there but no it's just not my and then a few years ago the bug hit me and I was like I'm so over it so don't have time for it but anyway I leaned over and said that to her She's like, I took an edible a half an hour before I got on this Aww. plane. I'm like, <laughs> like, that is so cool. Here's like 50-something-year-old woman that's Aww. nodding in going, yep, right there with you. Yep. So, I I, yeah, and it's one of those things where, I mean, probably based on her background and, I mean, just not to generalize her persona, mm -hmm. but I'm guessing it's probably a part of where, like, she was stoked for it to be legalized. But how many people are like her that are still like a glass, two glass, three glasses mm -hmm. of wine a night? to help me sleep or help me relax. Mm -hmm. And there really isn't any healthy benefits to mm -hmm. that scenario, right? I mean, it's Definitely. just- They say one glass of red wine. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's a lot of people know, I mean, I learned this in school, you know, one glass is a stimulant, two glasses is a depressant. That's a crazy exactly. thing too. Exactly. Right? And speaking to this actually, I don't know if you guys remember Four Locos. Oh yeah. Speaking of products and branding <laughs> and alcohol, and then, you know, the new Four Loco is of course the White Claw. Yeah. And I think oh it's God, so, so well put. Funny. A little more trendy, though. Yes. It's a lot. Super trendy. <laughs> Definitely but that's more trendy. What's scary or was about ratchet. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh kind of like Mad Dog 2020. And yeah. I told people that's the last time you saw 2020 is when you read that damn label. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you're right. So it's super ubiquitous now. And it's just so casual. And it is a depressant. Yep. And I think it's funny that people would be so casual about that. And I mean, Four Locos, that was just hilarious. But. Yeah. That wasn't alarming until it was really, really a problem. But I think it's so funny that people are just still so worried about cannabis. But yeah. people knock back a few white claws all day throughout the day, all through COVID. And that's yep. just, eh, 
know. Yeah. But they've got great branding. Like, they're... Oh, yeah. Well, they they rode that sparkling... Well, no, I can't talk. I think we all have one sitting in front of us. (laughs) But they'll rode the whole sparkling water wagon, right? I mean, that's... I'm looking at this. I just saw Leia's campaign. I was kind of wondering, not that I care, but how Corona was going to... the beverage was going to fare through all this and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they have a latest campaign right and they've got like snoop amongst other actors and celebrities that are endorsing it it's this new corona premiere sparkling i'm sure (laughs) they're crushing it right now. oh my gosh they had to do something how many google searches yeah (laughs) yeah they probably did they probably did but constellation um, right yeah yeah constellation brands which they were smart they'd make oversized vaccines you know that you can (laughs) shoot beer out of (laughs) exactly right oh my gosh maybe they're listening yeah it could be you never know but that's it's going back to that is an interesting perspective i didn't realize enough to tell you we talked about traveling how much alcohol is accepted into society man when you stop consuming weird weirdly accepted it's insane it's like everywhere and it is not discriminatory and you've got a package in front of you and i'm not psychic i did not put Dion warwick out of business but i'm going to guess that that's probably child resistant yes it is Uh uh-huh is that a novel concept so everything that we consume no matter if edible flour otherwise not that someone could die from mm-hmm. eating flour, right? If a baby <laughs> did that. But, you know, point being is, you know, we are self-governing just like the alcohol industry was early on, but yet there's no child resistance. There's no maximum purchase of handles of vodka you can pick no. up at Costco. Yep. Like, it's just so insane how it's it's this mm-hmm. kind of bias towards what's been accepted as a norm. So it's almost like the tabooism and the, the I mean, stigma we've been working against, right? they've been <laughs> exploiting, you know? I would like to go up the supply chain and... and take note of every tax that there is. Like, I wonder if there's, oh like, a gosh. hop tax and yeah. then a, a no. distro, like, you know, an excise. You're spot on, a, man. It's a two-step uh, tax. Uh, do, they, do they batch test their beers? Exactly. Like, <laughs> is there really that many, that much of a, a uh, ABV in it, you know? Yeah. That's exactly, exactly a valid point. And you're right. No, they're on a two-step tax, a, a local, um, uh, state, federal. And it's not. You're right. They aren't the rogue brewery or... Anheuser-Busch is not taxed five times before it even leaves the facility, right? Because if you want to be technical, as a grower on the hill, that's what you're getting, you know, from seed to your sale, not mm-hmm. even to retail sale. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good point, man. Those are the things to call out and question. Never mind not being able to bank in 280E. That's a whole other, yeah. you know, pink it's, elephants in the room. Yeah, It's interesting in Oregon, the OLCC, every bottle, every ounce of alcohol goes through one facility. In Washington too, right? Isn't it, it's very similar to Canada. Can you imagine if they did that for cannabis regulated? though? Yeah. Like if it Insane. were that way on the flip side, I don't know yeah. that I don't think I would want that either. Well, and that's I mean, Health Canada, it's a good point because the Canadian market, which if you guys are familiar, I mean they it's the one um adult use market that I've ever traveled domestic or international that treats it like a medical market. Like, mm-hmm. not only Generic can they not advertise, and, yes. their logo can't be more than 20% the size of the bottle. Nobody there uh, likes that, though. No. They and it's like, it. you can order it. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you can order it online and get it mailed to you? Mm-hmm. And that that's cool. But then they find out they're paying $70 Canadian for an eighth. It's, mm-hmm. you know, not even mids. And it's taken two weeks to get to their front door. And it's literally like, oh. you don't need a grinder. I'll just say that. You, don't, time, need you don't need a grinder. That should be the campaign for some of these guys is leave the grinder at home. You need a sifter. But, yeah. it all the stems. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but I think it's interesting. You're right. Could you imagine? And that's kind of how it is in Canada. Like, these poor people are like, this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. Like, if anything, if it's going to cost more, it should be better, just mm-hmm. in traditional capitalistic mm-hmm. fashion. You know? So... 
Crazy. Well, what else? What else is going on with, uh, you know, what you guys, so you've been traveling quite a bit. Has this been mostly uh, up and down the coast or? Um, this has been all over. So gosh, I guess we could start with COVID. So (laughs) (laughs) way more places than me. This is great. This is great. Um, so at the start of COVID, we were all in Spain at Spanibus. You guys are part of the early pack that went. No <laughs> yeah. way. I had a yeah. few friends that went there. It's like there for three weeks. Yeah. So I was with the Busy Bee crew. My friend Carrie, Green Eye Trading up yeah. in Oregon. Um, we were, you know, at a lab. And it was in the middle of the night there. And everybody's, of course, like hanging out, doing a lot of research and development. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R&D. Yeah. A lot of R&D going on. And um, everybody's friends and family, just all our phones are blowing up. And everyone's no like, oh, my God, Trump's closing the border. And everybody's just freaking out, like, thinking yeah. that we can't get home. And I'm like, wait a minute. We need to actually read. We need to read. Yeah. Get the facts. Really what's going it's on. kind of hard to find these days. Yeah, but, yeah. Before yeah, no. everyone freaks out. And yeah. so I read and I'm like, okay, we can get home but yeah. other people can't go. And, and no one else, everyone just lost their goddamn minds and yeah. rushed to the airport. But since we were like... Doing, cool and collective. Doing that, <laughs> doing that R&D, we were like, we're, we're not going to make it to the airport. Like, I don't even know what the... like. Yeah. No, this is not, that's not happening. So, sorry, family. <laughs> like, see you when I see you. You know, my dad's like, oh, like, send a plane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, he happens to, like, do, like, um, he works for ODF. So, oh, okay. And has yeah. friends with. Friends know, and, yeah. Yeah. He, and he's working on his pilot's license, et cetera. Oh, nice. So he's like, I'm not going to leave you in Spain. And I'm like, Dad, it's It's cool. not a bad place to be. <laughs> yeah. st- I, I was about to go. And I'm like, I want to be left here. Yeah. Leave me. Forget I ever existed. Yeah. No, nope, yeah. not about Greeks yeah. went through the Romans went through everyone went through that because <laughs> they, they all loved it. It's a great. I remember a few years ago I had to go up for meetings in Amsterdam after Spanibus and then on to London, then on to, to Tel Aviv. And my gosh, the plane was just all tours from from Holland. <laughs> it was literally all tours. And I'm like, wow, this is like their Vegas. They just go straight down to the peninsula and hang out in Barca and mm-hmm. you know. But I thought about it too because that's a. Greg was one of Cannabis Escapes. He was one of my friends that went a little bit earlier than I did. I was going to go like the first three days I was over there, I was going to go to Amsterdam for meetings again and then go down maybe like three days before the show. Mm-hmm. So I was scheduled to go maybe a week before. There were people who went before that and same thing. They got stuck. And it was like, first thing I thought of though is I'm like, there's where, imagine being in South America. You know, I could imagine, be, and I, I mean, props out to my friends in Voila down in, in Santiago, but, you know, thinking about first world, third world, you know, there's worse places you could be stuck, but that must have been an experience to be like, yeah. oh, sh- what's, what's next? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I like that. I like being like completely out of control and just not knowing what's going to happen. And you I'm like, your pilot's license. Total weirdo. <laughs> totally under control in chaos. Like, I love natural disasters. I was oh, just like, man. this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's freaking out. We like, we are able to change our flights. We get yeah. home just fine. But the Karens are out in full force. Oh, on the no flights. way. Oh, God. It was really it Just spraying everyone down with <laughs> ISO. <laughs> <So good. laughs> everyone gets the alcohol spray. Freaking out. Oh, man. Um, that was really so much fun. That was a really interesting experience. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I came back from that and pretty much spent the whole year traveling, like touring labs, facilities, talking to people, doing... Yeah a ton of research. 
Um, we did a pretty awesome tour this year with Busy Bee um, with the vending machine. We did like a whole NorCal, uh, NorCal tour, excuse me. Um, God. Yeah, caught we some of that to, on social. We went to Beazle. We went to fucking, we ended Humble up going. Humble Terp Council. Yeah, Humble Oh, nice. Terp, uh, cool. uh, Earl Hill. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so we went to Sisu. We, oh, Sisu. That oh, was Sisu. awesome. They were our neighbors at Arcade cool X. We stopped in at Arcade X, of course. Um, <laughs> God, who else was up there? Uh, I think. Oh, Eel River. Yep. Oh. Hanacraft. Yep. Good guys. Yep. Um, and you're Antidote. messing with all the right people. Yeah, uh, yeah it was awesome. Wow. On the tour, we sold a $250,000 system. <laughs> it was, it was good. Yeah, so I'd say we accomplished our goals in Q1. Yeah. And <laughs> Which says a lot based on these times. I mean, you guys aren't just, because that's what I do. We do tours in, usually in the spring and fall, you know, just visit Frank, catch up with Jodri and the guys up in Soham, and then go up and see the guys at HCGA and gals and guys at HCGA. <laughs> but, man, like it all got put on hold. So the fact that you guys were out doing it, and actually being productive to your point, you know, making sales that matters. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's a long play doing those mm-hmm. tours and, and brand awareness campaigns. So Yeah, I mean I awesome. think that um, you know, cannabis was deemed essential. Yeah. And it's pretty it was, freaking dope. It was essential to spread the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah we gotta keep things moving forward. It's no joke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean they really do truly care about their clients and they you know, they actually are friends with them, yeah. you know, so yeah. they do want to check in and they want to, like, get you the best upgrade. They want you, you know, yeah. to have the best stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, those are definitely, like I said, those are the right brands to be messing with, you know, and, and they do. That's, again, I think goes back to that balance of, you know, honoring the culture and craft, but then also, you know, being there for the growth and for the mainstream, you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely good stuff. Yeah. I mean, pretty much anyone you talk to, they'll be like, oh, Kyle and Cal, <laughs> Levi, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> I fuck with those guys. Like, they're just so great. I yeah. mean, the whole team really, like, Boris has assembled uh, the fuck, like, the fucking crew. Wow. I don't think I've seen any of those guys since, um, I think it was the last, uh, I think it was the last Hall of Flowers. We were all partying at the, oh my gosh, what's that? <laughs> oh, God. The what's that? The Flamingo. Thanks, man. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I'm never sober enough to remember the sign when I leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, none of those stories here. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know, right? That's what people don't know. The, we we ended up. We're professionals, so. Very true. <laughs> I've never been to the Flamingo. I just, yeah, Gary's oh, like, I, I don't know what you guys are talking Flamingo's about. Flamingo's super dope. No, I, I mean, know what Santa you guys Rosa. are talking about. I've heard plenty <laughs> But you can find, I mean, that's the thing. The part, to your point, a lot of them are under ground behind the scenes i remember hanging with the scissor sisters at i don't i'm not even sure whose house it was it was almost like the parties they have down here like i don't know whose house it was but it was cool as fuck like <laughs> everyone just put out their jars and no you know nobody jones and nobody's swapping or stealing it like literally like it's just a table of jars the food was here the drinks were there the music was there and like everyone was just hanging i'm like god i miss this man this is so norcal this is no not so because there was no first let me take a selfie with my fucking di- duck lips out my dick lips my duck lips out <laughs> <laughs> not really stereotyping the southern california yeah. crowd i was watching that joe rogan stand-up last that. night so. <laughs> so, yeah. what's that i don't know if you've seen that joe rogan uh triggered stand-up oh, video, the one yeah. from san francisco yes he's talking about the the, the selfie yeah well, one of the more epic stand-ups yeah, I think yeah, that's a good did. one everyone go watch that <laughs> exactly man he got out of california my yeah, gosh for sure a lot of people he's, might he's, he's started the wave 
He did, man. He did. Uh, I lo- Elon Musk did two fingers too. I heard he yeah. sold his mansion down here and up in in NorCal. I guess he wanted to call out uh, who was it? Fremont is where he has the factory. Yeah, because my dad worked at that factory years ago. And um, yeah, how they wouldn't open, let him open back up. Was that up. a GM like, factory? It was, dude. It was my G- dad, yeah. his brother, and my grandpa worked there as well. No way, the dude. Day, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. My dad yeah. worked for uh, PMT Pacific Motor Trucking, which was the the distribution. Hub for GM out of the Numi, they're mm-hmm. called the Numi plants. It was a Fremont Milpitas. I think Hayward had one too. That was it, dude. Yeah, it was the old GM. Right on. Yep, GM and Geos. Yeah. Yeah, my family uh, pretty much assembled in like Pleasanton, Dublin area. Oh, and dude. Yeah, that's like where that whole side of the family's at now. That is. So. That's, I graduated from Cal out of San Ramon. Very nice. So I was in Marin County, but and then moved over to that's the East so Bay. So funny. Like, so I was born in Antioch and lived in Concord. Oh no way. And then for like the last five years before I moved to uh, LA, I was in San Francisco. And you didn't go to DVC. You I did went... go to DVC no for a split second. <laughs> yeah. So like was... everyone in the East Bay went to DVC at one point, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a but, crazy turn of events. And, but you um, went to the Academy of Arts. I did. Yeah. Now that dude, we'll we'll go on a t- we're gonna geek out. You can for Southern. North. We'll we'll include you into the yeah. NorCal convo. I, think I it's love just hearing an these stories. But man, like the Academy of Arts, I remember going on a field trip there because I love to cook. I mean, I was in all kinds of stuff, anything with my hands, cars, cooking, whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, that's pretty dope when I saw you went to the Academy of Arts because it's coveted. For those that don't know, like this is the school, yeah, liberal school of San mm-hmm. Francisco. Yeah. Like it is it. Yeah, they're the biggest. <laughs> they own the most real estate in that city. Yeah, There's I believe like 13 it. 13 campuses. campuses they, yeah. they were forced to sell property like my senior year there. No way. So this is why I love Garrett because I've known him for almost a year now. And I keep finding out these crazy things about him. (laughs) I'm like, what? Like, you did what? Like, he he doesn't talk about it. Like, ever. I'm the same way. People are like, how old are you? I remember, like, doing one of these shows and everyone's like, how old are you? Like, 50, 60? I'm like, no, I just fucking lived. (laughs) (laughs) I've just done a lot. (laughs) But it's crazy when you have those. I mean, but all of it contributes, right? It all feeds up. And people are like, oh, you're in automotive. You're in dot-com. Like, how does that help? I'm like... Well, .com helped me for the evolution because that's exactly what's going on here. I mean, some people call it a revolution. It's it, We're not revolving. We're evolving. Yeah. You know, so by all intents and purposes, things is evolution. But you bring things from those other backgrounds, right? Those experiences that Absolutely. help shape you, not just personally, but yeah. professionally. In and which mine you, have kind of always, like, intertwined, Yeah. oddly enough, somehow. You know, like, even back in high school when I did the most, the bulk of, like, my illustration and painting you know, I was in an art academy in high school. This was a public oh, school, wow. but within the school, there were, you know, public service academy, yearbook, oh, okay. leadership, I think was another one. It's so almost then, like ROP type. Yeah, so that's basically what we used to call them, I think. you come into high school, you have to apply to get in, right? And you okay. have to pick a specialty, art, video. Uh, art was like kind of just a mix. You know, there was painters, sculptors, mm-hmm. whatever you kind of wanted to do in there. Um, you could do that, but then there was like drama and music. And um, so... Basically, you're with the same group of kids and teachers for the whole four years. Oh, no way. And, yeah, That's I, I That's got cool. away That's with That's really cool. Like, they murder. don't have that <laughs> no. where I'm from. Just Closest so I got was knows. automotive because I just kept taking automotive oh, yeah. class because that was my <laughs> funnest class in school. Yeah, so I was I was super fortunate to have that. But, um, like, you know, even then, I, I, would, I would work with my neighbor, uh, my best friend at the time, Casey, and we would collaborate on these big paintings. And that was kind of our thing all through the Arts Academy. Oh, wow. And so 
towards the end, you know, we're kind of turning into stoners. <laughs> we would literally. He was in phase. <laughs> it, the, it was a block schedule. You'd have odd days and even days. Oh, and your okay. even days, you're with that core group of teachers and kids. And, you know, it's, you're in, those are your academy days. Yeah. We'd get to class. Maybe by 10 a.m., we'd be off campus <laughs> smoking weed. And then this sounds really familiar. <laughs> yeah, pretty much smoke weed all day. And then around like 7 p.m., we'd get into gear and start drawing or painting. And we'd do that till like 3 a.m. Oh my God. And then, cause you know, it was like I had a little gate in my backyard that opened up. Like I lived on a super busy road, but there was oh, okay. a neighborhood like full of cul de sacs behind my house. So gotcha. I could kind of access it there. But yeah, I'd like meet him outside my gate he'd swoop me up we'd go to school and like just repeat every day oh my gosh that carried into college as well you know i was working with a bunch of cannabis brands and smoking hella weed the whole time so um it's just crazy you know like for people that think that you can't be productive oh yeah and, and smoke weed like i've been the most productive by smoking weed Definitely. Mm. And depending on what cultivar, right? I will have to admit, because I'm not going to fall into the whole indica sativa bullshits, 90% are hybrids. But but there really are some that does get you. I remember um, uh, Jane, uh, Ed Rosenthal's partner, uh, he has this stuff called Stardust. And it's supposed to be, 50, no, it's 10 milligrams of THC, but it's like a distillate. So, you know, uh-huh. put on anything, it activates. Yeah. And... Um, I was talking about, I'm like, yeah, I like it because I put it in my herbal tea. I'll do like a little ginseng and turmeric and then put it in just to nice. give a little kick yeah. at night. She's like, I take it first thing in the morning. I start vacuuming the whole house. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> true. But to your point, like no matter which way you want to go, because I think to a certain extent you do control your intent on, mm-hmm. on what you want to experience. But I have to agree with you. There's plenty of times where I'm like, yep, okay, time to go out and work on the bike or mm-hmm. time to go work in the yard. Like it just, it's that motivator and it's such a stereotype. And trying to help people understand that it doesn't turn you dumb and it doesn't slow you down. And the, yeah. the scientific studies are actually there now mm-hmm. to help support it. I so, think so. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Again, and then there's people like us, too. We're advocates, yeah. I feel like. You know. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I tell you, I haven't been happier, healthier, better off than I was in this industry. You know, right. And it's something that's for a bigger cause, right? And it's, it, again, it's nothing NC. I still love the auto industry. It's great. love my cars, hot rods, and motorcycles. But it was like... It wasn't necessarily the best best thing, not to get all, you know, hippie, but it wasn't the best thing for the earth. <laughs> and then dot com too. I was like, dot com, I'm just getting people rich, or it be the Cox sisters or or the Polks or whoever I worked for or whatever corporation. And I was always questioning, like, is this really a good thing? Because dot com, you know, World Wide Web's kind of a double edged sword, you know, mm-hmm. human sex trafficking and all, all these, you know, exploitations over here. But then just, education and Wikipedia over Yeah, just just kind of these two different extremes. <laughs> but, you know, there's bad and good. Where's cannabis? I'm like, yeah, I can't really find anything bad. And it really is about freeing the plant. As much yeah. as I thought that was like a cliche thing to say. I'm like, no, it kind of really is. But it's true. Yeah, it's kind of true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been wet. Like I was just saying on the drive down, I'm like, you know, this plant's been weaponized. That's a crazy thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at it, it's it's not one ethnic. It's, it's multiple ethnic groups that it's been weaponized towards. But when you have over 60% of the populace in prisons that, you know, have been incarcerated because of drug possession. Now, not all cannabis, but mm-hmm. a good amount of it, you know, it's insane. Yep. It's totally insane. So nice to know that, you know, it's all about the cause yeah, and being absolutely. able to actually make an impact. So a lot of people don't talk about the asset forfeiture too. Oh my it's gosh. Like, it's still alive and real. Where was it up in Michigan? I want to say, I think it's Michigan, even up until legalization a little bit through there were guys I ran into and they said they searched and seized, even though they were working under, you know, a medical license, that they're searching and seized in the forfeiture is like a year and a half, two years. And your point, people don't know. It's not the difference between, you know, civil and, and um, penal is, you know, you're 
guilty until proven innocent versus innocent until proven guilty. So they take away your shit and go, okay, now you have to prove to us that you weren't doing anything illegal, or else we're keeping it. Fight to get it back. Yeah, I would just, I would die to see those numbers and how much money and assets have been forfeited. Yeah, and it's insane. I'll tell you how crazy it is. Um, Another kind of crazy trip, flying out to the southeast. I was flying in Jacksonville from LA, sitting next to a kind of random guy. I don't know. Something about him felt kind of Miami Vice. He had this weird kind of beard <laughs> thing going in a Hawaiian shirt. And I was like, okay, let's see what's up. Oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going out to see. You know, my dad just moved to, you know, to South Carolina. I'm like, what are you going out for? He's like, oh, I'm picking up a car for my boss. And I'm like, you're flying from California to Florida to pick up a car. Like, how many better cars are in Florida than California? They're kind of same, you know, demographics. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's all, I'm picking up a new Corvette. I'm like, why don't you, why didn't you just get one in LA? He's like, oh, well... It's a seized car. He's, I actually work for the DEA. And I'm like, huh. this dude just passively, on, I mean, on it's a like Southwest $100,000 Corvette, bro. <laughs> 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 and yeah, at the time, I mean, yeah, at the time, it was like $40,000, $50,000 car, and his boss got for fifteen k. Oh, it searched wow. and seized, and they saw it, like, didn't even make it past the public go- government mm-hmm. auction. Man. It was all clear. And I'm like, such bullshit. And then that's when I had a bit of the epiphany, and I was like, you know, the government, in my opinion, is they're more hardcore than the mafia. Yeah. I mean, they seriously are because they can time. write the rules to get away with mm-hmm. it. At least the mafia is having to follow it's someone else's rules. Yeah, it's just the law. Just, yeah. Yep. It's just, and that's another conversation I had earlier. Is, um, if you guys remember Snowden, who, oh my gosh, he's been yeah. chastised to Russia, mm-hmm. right, since 13. And he just spoke publicly. I was just listening as he was talking about how, you know, uh, someone brought up conspiracy theories because that's obviously, you know, he released, you know. Yeah. Private and sensitive information. Yeah, right. And so everyone's like, well, what's your opinion on conspiracy and everything? He's like, the most obvious ones are right in front of our faces. He's all, pay attention when you don't have the right or the left fighting over something. Mm -hmm. If they're trying to push something through to make a law as soon as possible, chances Mm -hmm. are there's something that's not beneficial to the better of mankind or the people. And And then the example was... To your point, the Patriot Act after 9-11, like, okay, we're not going to spy or listen in on, on our own, mm-hmm. on our own people. We're only going to do that abroad. Oh, wait, never mind. We're going to change this law. We're going to yeah. push it. I mean, it went through so quick. Like it was a blur, you know, but it's for our betterment. Yes. <laughs> or at least so they think. I mean, I don't <laughs> it's know. The big I think some level in. of it, I'm comfortable. I don't really care. Like, yeah, you know, but yeah, it's, it's just a weird time we live in. It is, we're going to have to figure out how to navigate it. Definitely do. People need to realize cannabis helps. It does on so many levels. Yeah. I have to say, on so many levels. And so, what do you guys think as far as? And I like asking uh, guests this. You know, where do you think from a federal level? Since we've seen five states pass adult use in mm-hmm. the last four months, mm-hmm. so a lot of people think. Um, I mean, myself included. I, I, I thought Biden. You know, they they didn't full on address the the topic but it's typically understood that democrats more so are in favor democrats and liberals more so in favor of cannabis than republicans even though it's a pretty balanced house right now um but having said that what do you all think as far as when federal legalization or at least decriminalization or descheduling will come into fruition <laughs> me, me me me, me. <laughs> yeah i'll start with you liz <laughs> okay just my opinion okay yeah. but i think that if trump wasn't the one to say, fuck everyone, weed's legal. Yeah. Like, that would piss off all the politicians. Like, that would have been the ultimate fuck you for him, for everybody, yeah. right? If he wasn't willing to do that, I don't see any of these other guys willing to do it nationally. Mm. And I just think that there's so many states that are, people are still so backwards that they'll be, yeah. it's just going to be a slow state-by-state rollout. 
like it has been, right? I mean, overall. Mm-hmm. What's your take? I honestly <laughs> think they want to introduce a new category, and I think psilocybin will probably hit federal. I don't know. I think it'll happen quicker than cannabis. It's kind of weird, right? Because I, I mean, mean, dude, Carrie Fisher was like just it. on Netflix this last year yeah. talking about I did mushrooms and like you know rest so her. Many, That's yeah. awesome. Like people are advocating for this. Big tech is like pushing for it. They're you know, using it, dude. My friends it, in Silicon Valley are all microdosing. Absolutely. If it's yeah. not acid, it's no, true. There is a slew yeah. of products <laughs> on the market yep. right yeah. now. Yeah, or like, DMT too, which is yep. what it originally was intended for, mm-hmm. right? Is to you know free up your neurons, and mm-hmm. I think it is. That's an interesting perspective, and um, I'd have to say, yeah, that's you know, I was on this show, uh, on the Todd Shapiro show on SiriusXM for years, and that's one thing at least, as far as I can remember, from all of 2018 and 2019, he is like. I still think that's going to be the Trump card. That is the ultimate Trump card. He's going to be like, that's it. I'm going to legalize cannabis in order for him to cake. Yeah, right. Mic Mic drop drop stay or mic drop go. And it didn't happen. But I really thought too, because a certain friend who does investigative reporting, she still hasn't pushed out yet, but she's been working on an article for the last, oh my God, since Utah, since Mm -hmm. right before Yes on Two in Utah. So it's two and a half years. And she's been working on one and she's tied revenue monies back to Mm -hmm. the Trump camp investing in cannabis, which it doesn't stop there. Like Weiner mm-hmm. came over. I mean, it's, you know, when you see private, you know, public sector moving to private sector in something that that's probably going to be legalized yeah. eventually. That's what I keep telling people. I think it's going to come, but when, interesting twist. When do you think? Yeah. I don't, I keep saying 2022 and it is a pretty what? aggressive. I know for the last two or three You're years, crazy. I know that's everyone said, <laughs> but I'm like, if you factor something moving by way of at least, de- I don't want to reschedule. That's what scares me, you know? And that's what, huh. when um, Hoban was, was fighting, you know, for it to get rescheduled to mm-hmm. two, I think he is the one that's pushing for that. And um, it's like, we don't want rescheduled because you move it to schedule two, that opens it up to pharmaceutical, but not to us. And you've already seen GW Pharmaceutical, which is the largest international exporter of medical grade cannabis, just went through a mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Again, like some moons are kind of aligning, but it's but I, do I love those people doings. get it. Like, do are I don't think are they do. those people really successful in the industry? I see a lot of those. GW is, um, but you're right. You see a lot. That's the interesting thing. Out of the five, I think now six uh, medicines uh, that have been ac- uh, approved by the FDA, only one is of uh, cannabinoids from biomass. All the rest are synthetic. So the medical industry does see a potential in it. They just have their frustrations around not being able to keep it proprietary, you know, mm-hmm. although you can technically patent, but you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like patenting an original first ever drug that you're making molecularly in a lab. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I know it's aggressive. That isn't very special to me. Like, I, I don't care to be a part of that. I care about like the, these products, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like. The brand, the recreational experience, yeah. you know. Yeah, yep. And that's what's bringing a lot of people in. I agree. Because there's people who are just like, no, I want something natural. Like I talked to my friends in Asia and they're like, the the elders right next to, again, wherever you, elderberry or or ginseng or turmeric plants, they, they've got a canvas plant and they do herbal teas with it and everything. It's like there's, it's, you go to Czech Republic if you guys ever get a chance to go to Canafest. It's one of the few in the Eastern block that, that you know, shows that I'd go to. And um, I went there and they had a temporary daycare at the, you would never see that here. You'd see, you know. The, the welfare institution code in full effect and you'd see people coming and season their, their children. Yeah. Let's where is get there? those people in the system. Yeah. Versus yeah, Australia, my gosh, it's just as bad. Damn. Commonwealth countries are supposed to be better. But um, but yeah, and they're just like people dropped off their kids because they're going to work. When it's is that event? In the chemist industry. We should go. Oh my gosh, that one, it's right around, normally it's right around Halloween so I remember hauling ass down uh, the Autobahn from, <laughs> from Ber- I flew into Berlin and That's met exactly a friend there. That's exactly what we want to do. Did you top That's it out? That's the kind of shit. Oh my gosh, dude. 
and there's cameras and he's like, oh, I think I, he's German. I can't do a German accent. <laughs> Let's but, hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got hit by the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that all it was? Because I'm like, in the U.S., there's like a warning, a warning, a bunch of flashes. It's like, no, it was the red dot over in the flowers. You can see it. And I'm like, oh, Shout shit. Shout out to Hoopa. <laughs> exactly. That's a good show. But you guys would love, this is a total tangent. You guys have to, and I don't know if you've been to Australia or not before, go to Mardi Gras in Nimbin. It is the longest protestable in Australia. Um, I went there for the 25-year anniversary. I think I went back for the 27th. But it's this little town called Nimbin. The best I can compare it to is maybe like Eureka. Okay. Where it's like, oh, it's yeah. where all the hippies went, uh-huh. right? It's like the 60s uh-huh. happened and they, they got the fuck out. And it's like... The government knows. Everyone knows that's what they're growing up there. But you have the hemp embassy, and these guys are just cool as fuck. They're just cool guys. Um, some of the best pastries pastries, and, and the best people I've definitely met there. But it's not that far from the Gold Coast. So if you're ever planning on going, it's like right on the border of New South Wales and Queensland. Um, so you fly into Nisbon. It's like a few hours south. But you can go to the Gold Coast to Surfer's Paradise, which is pretty much like Santa Cruz mm-hmm. for NorCalers or Huntington Beach for SoCalers. Um, and then it's like 45 minutes from there. And it's such an experience. And you have, it's NorCal with a, with an accent. Uh, drum circles, but EDM <laughs> going on in that tent. And they're having the, the bong Olympics. Like how far can you toss a bong? It's just fun shit. But I think what it comes back to, and, and you guys let me know what you think of this theory, but I kind of find that just like food and drink, which we all have here, you know, kind of, you know, in, in music, I'd say, you know, these international languages, cannabis I found is too. Yeah, oh, yeah. it really Absolutely. doesn't matter. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? That's and the combination concept, is like the, oh, yeah. the yeah, pinnacle of life. Cooking up yep. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, the last question I like to, I know, man, my gosh, it flies by too fast. <laughs> um, one thing I do like to ask, and I know this kind of plays back into the into the, the trendy triangles, like I was talking <laughs> about earlier. But but what are you smoking on this season? What what did you guys pull off, or what did you get from last season that you're just like, man, this one really hit at home. Right now, for me, I don't yeah. want to toot my own horn, or, you know, my <laughs> oh, own brand's horn. But money trees, we've got the purple pesos, which is oh uh, shit, it's a garlic cocktail hit with shishkaberry. Yeah, and it's when got shishkaberry. I laughed oh, man. so hard. Well, the first thing in my that mind went to like GDP or purple lurkle when I heard the purple. I always get yeah. stoked on. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a totally different experience, no and way. you know, it's like super purple, so and it's got like a nice garlic with orange creamsicle kind of just smoke and nose uh, and then also we have some jet fuel gelato our cuts awesome it's super gassy and sweet i love nice. it like just the nugs are beautiful big dense Ugh. nugs like oh great smoke so anything that has a tie to gso that, yeah oh my god that or and then GMO, i smoked, for that matter i smoked the uh pomelo anderson from fiore uh, oh, how yeah. was that? That's, that's my boy. Yeah, that's the latest. Yeah, they crushed that. That was like really, really good. It was a one nug eighth. I, pull, I, opened, <laughs> yeah. I, I bought it from Maywood. <laughs> no just walked in and bought it. And yeah, it was a one nug eighth. So props to them. That Holy was shit, man. Yeah. Oh my God, definitely if it has hash holes. Yeah. Those are cool. so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, we'll have to have you back on. Thanks for making the trip. Yeah, I appreciate up. it. Cruising by. It's always nice to have people live in the studio. Yeah, so great to meet you. Definitely enjoyed it. Thank Here. you. Hey, thanks everyone for yet another great episode of Cure to Consumption. We have plenty more to come. (laughs) (laughs) So we will catch up with you next week. And as always, it's all about good vibes. Thank you all for listening.
You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. 